welcome to a Toast to Rom-Coms fake-out edition. Because we were talking about doing a couple different movies. Oh, as yeah. well as the last release is out of order. So probably no one, like even if we didn't switch what movie we were going to do last minute, no one would have known what was happening. No. Plus I needed like a little bit of a break and didn't release for a week and I don't regret it. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's too much. Sometimes you need a break. Yep. That's right. I was reading like some of the, like we always on Instagram have like that podcast company like give tips it's just like a random ad oh okay and so one of the tips was to avoid podcast burnout take a break take a break like that's good advice well let's do it that's interesting because a lot of other advice is be consistent make sure you release whenever you say that you're gonna have a scheduled release that's why I'm like oh I need to release it but whatever. Sometimes you just need to like a little mental break. Mm-hmm. And absolutely. The day before podcasting, I had edited five minutes and uh, I wasn't about to sit down for two to three hours and do it. Nope. Not at all. So today we're talking about one of our faves that we've talked about like, I don't know, at least 20 times. Yeah, this, I'm so jazzed. I don't sound like it, but I'm so jazzed. I've been waiting to do this movie for so long. 10 Things I Hate About You. That's right, baby. It's happening. Another rendition of Taming of the Shrew. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, what else? Delivers from Eva, right? Yeah. Yeah. Has there been any other ones? I don't think so. So funny story. Like I was watching this yesterday night, watching it and I was like, man, okay, this is our second one. I was like, I really need to just read it. Read Taming of the Shrew. Like Shakespeare's not that bad. Like I'm just going to pull it out. I know I have it upstairs. So I got like my Shakespeare book out this morning and flipped to Taming of the Shrew and read the first five lines. It's like, nope. This fucking sucks. <laughs> I mean, good on you for trying. Five whole lines. <laughs> it's just too flowery. Like, who wants to sit down and read that? Maybe I can find like some kind of YouTube thing of someone like performing it or reading it and then stopping and translating it into real Real. language (laughs) real real speech yeah modern era speech there that sounds that sounds better and if not if there's not there is a free business deal 10 percent of the profits are mine yeah copyright it right now copyright (laughs) it's happening it's done (laughs) yeah so i think that's the only way i could handle that now so I think 10 Things I Hate About You is my favorite rom-com of all time. Okay. That's interesting you say that. Like, Bernard and I were walking down to Target, and he was sitting in the room during the majority of it. And he kept, like, looking over and going, oh, my God, what is this? And then, like, did that seriously just happen? This just seems disjointed, like, every so often. 
And so we were walking to Target and he was like, I can't believe that's like your favorite rom-com of all time. And I said, I don't think it's my favorite of all time, but it's definitely like top five to 10. Yeah. I was like, I just don't get it. Is it nostalgia? Well, I think that is a part of it. Like it came out and I was in my senior year of high school. Okay. Or yeah, senior year of high school, like going into college. So I think it is partly nostalgia. Nostalgia, yeah. But I also like I think it's aged pretty well. I agree. As soon as it ended, I was like, yeah, like I didn't really have any real issues with it. Mm-hmm. I think I maybe had I had a couple issues with it, but nothing like 16 candles where it takes away my enjoyment. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, really, though, I think that Heath Ledger is just like the golden standard for dream boys in this movie. Like, he's so cute and kind of bad boy but in like a fun like he's secretly sensitive and yeah he's the bad boy with the heart of gold yeah. like it's like everyone wants one of those the long hair the smile the mystery absolutely <sighs> yes he's just so cute in this so why don't we get to the facts so we can get to the drink because i am Thursday. It is Monday afternoon and mama needs a drink. I just smelled something and I was like, there has to be an animal around me. Where is it? (laughs) (laughs) Really weird fart smell. Smells like she ate like a bag of broccoli. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. 10 things I hate about you. Night came out in 1999 starring aforementioned Heath Ledger, the legend uh, love him. That sounded really stupid. Um, Julia Stiles, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Larissa Lenick, um, David Krumholtz, Andrew Keegan, Susan May Pratt, Gabriel Union. Who's Susan May Pratt? Mandela. Okay. I also said Gabriel, but Gabrielle. <laughs> Like we just can't do it. I know. I've done so many. Why? I don't know either. And then you got Larry Miller as Walter Stratford and Daryl Mitchell as Mr. Morgan and Allison Janney as Miss Porky. Lots of people in here. Yeah. Um, directed by Gil Younger. I'm gonna say the J is like a Y. Okay. Um. Written, the soft J. Yeah. <laughs> Written by Karen McCullough and Kirsten Smith, based on Willie Shakespeare, Taming of the Shrew. He's uncredited, by the way, just in case you were wondering. That's bullshit. Who's getting those <laughs> royalty checks? Yeah. Uh, so the drink it is called The 10 Things I Hate About You Hypnotize Recipe um, from the DailyMail.com. It just says it's inspired by the scene where she does a shot of tequila and performs a table dance to hypnotize. And she has done multiple shots of tequila in this, in that scene. So I don't know why it just says a shot. She did at least three that I counted, perhaps four. Glad that that question has been answered. Didn't I like I had 
a question. What do you think she took a shot of? It's tequila. (laughs) (laughs) Good to know. I think that I can't remember if they explicitly said that or not, but I had, even before I found the drink on here, I was like, oh, she's drinking tequila. So I don't know why I thought that. Because tequila can be clear or gold. Yeah. I mean, there's tortilla silver. There's tortilla gold. (laughs) You obviously go for the high quality tequila. Mm -hmm. I mean, today I used Terramana and it was like the the clear Mm -hmm. because I know there's two. So it's tequila, lime juice, agave nectar, which they do sell at Giant Eagle and Target, and four ounces of IPA beer. Um, I like lime juice, and that's in this drink. Like, that's my ingredient that I'm okay with. So I'm interested to see how these all play out together. I mean, I don't have anything against agave nectar. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I did yours layer real, like, no. Oh, no, yours didn't. Mine's, like, real layered. Oh, that looks nice. Oh, I'll take a picture. I like the layers. I couldn't, couldn't do it, it. It was purely accidental, trust me. Let's not. All right. Cheers. Cheers. No orange slice? No, I got a lime. It tastes like sweet IPA. No, it tastes kind of like a margarita. Okay, I got some tequila on that one. I don't hate it. Sorry. No, I don't either. I think the IPA cuts the tequila a little bit. Tequila just has a sharp taste to me. I think it's like almost salty. Yeah. And an IPA is very pine tree to me. And it's like they cancel those elements of each other out. And the result is not that bad. I do get some IPA aftertaste. What IPA did you use? Penn Brewery. Okay. I had Elysian. Mm -hmm. Elysian. Elysian. Okay. Yeah. Uh, It's been in my fridge for probably about two years. Same. Somebody brought it. Yeah. (laughs) Somebody. It was in like a mixed pack for me. Mm. But I love Penn Brewery though. Like all their stuff is really good. Same. Except never been. Have you? Yes, it's wonderful. Love it. So post pandemic. Absolutely, their food is great. Oh, okay. As are their desserts. (laughs) No way. Yeah. Like everything's like really quality, like homemade. Um. Really good stuff. Okay. I would like to say, since you mentioned desserts, those Lucky Charm cookies are amazing. I don't know what it is. I just don't have any interest in it. Pre-made Pillsbury cookies, guys. I haven't seen them at Giant Eagle, but I've seen them at Target. Um, I ordered them with my HelloFresh meals, and they are really, really fucking good. Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. Should be. Should be. We both love HelloFresh. I should be a freaking... And Pillsbury. And Pillsbury. Ooh, the... Were they birthday cake ones that I had at your house the other day? Mm-hmm. Those ones were really good. No, confetti sugar cookies. Great. So good. See, I like these ones better by far. Really? Yeah, by far. Okay. I'll have to... 
Maybe next HelloFresh box, I'll try to get, I'll try to get yeah. one. Oh, that was very tequila. Okay. Um. All right. So let's get a summary. It smells exactly the same as Millie's fart, which is really <laughs> weird. Uh, did you eat the rest of that Prantles? Did I? Yeah. Yeah. It was. How really was the good. Lady Lock? It was good. I love those Lady Locks. I mean, it's good, but I feel like Lady Locks are just wasted on me. It's just it was it was good, but am I gonna seek it out? No. But the blueberry muffin was great. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um. Summary. So. This movie is about a pair of sisters, one who's really popular, one who's not out of choice pretty much though. And they have a really strict dad. Dad says the younger sister who's really popular can date when the older sister who's kind of a recluse dates. And so there's a shit guy who really wants to date the popular younger sister and he ends up paying Heath Ledger's character to date Cat, but basically it's all set up by this sweet guy who has a crush on the younger sister. Um, so he can like swoop in and date her. Um, yeah. That's kind of it. Okay. Great. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. A little rambly. Oh, just a tiny bit. It was good though. <laughs> Um, did I ever tell you about the margaritas we used to make in college? No. So, you know, like the limeade frozen, like Mm -hmm. cans, I guess. Yeah. So you put that in a blender, you fill that up with tequila, pour that in a blender, and then you take another one and fill it with beer and then you pour that. And it's like exactly like this. That doesn't sound bad, actually. No, it's really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, cheap, cheap drink. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this kind of reminds me of college a little bit. Yeah, it does taste like a margarita. Yeah. I was and less work. Yeah. I was really dreading this. I like that the beer adds, like, the fizzy. Yeah. Yeah, we talk about that all the time. Sometimes you just want fizz with your drinks. Absolutely. Oh, let me know when Mel starts snoring because that's what happens when Murphy gets on there like that at least. Mm. I don't know. I don't know if she will or not. She's not a huge she's, snorer. She's on, the, she's on the pillow and everything. It's really cute. I'll, yeah. I'll have to post it. Yeah, that's adorable. She's my podcast buddy. <laughs> um where was i gonna start with this i had a point and then it just went by the wayside sorry so no no, that's not you it's probably me one of the things like i was there was a lot of facts on imdb but i didn't find a lot of them interesting did you no and they were pretty repetitive yeah, I think there was one that I picked out that addressed a question I actually wrote down. Um, but one of the things that Michael, who I didn't even realize that was his character's name until for 
ever in the day, I think, until I was looking at the cast names on IMDb. Um, he wrote how, like, they all, as a crew, just seemed to mash, and he, like, attributed that to how well the movie turned out. And then I saw something, a different fact, saying that Bianca and Cameron were also boyfriend-girlfriend in Third Rock from the Sun, and how she says they were not the best of friends. And I was like, well, those are two conflicting pieces of evidence. Like, what's happening here? Maybe they dated on the down low or something like that and wasn't amicable. I don't know. Oh, that's something. Yeah. But that's I, I the chemistry between everyone. I know I'm getting ahead of ourselves was great. Like you really believed everything going on with, with I, each relationship. I, I think that like I was watching that scene from the party where Patrick's trying to take care of Kat after she hit her head and Cameron wants to talk to him and Patrick's just trying to like take care of everybody. And I was like, is this the precursor to Steve from Stranger Things? Like, he's just trying to help out these younger guys do what they want to do. Like, he's just caretaking everyone, except except really Bianca. He doesn't have much to do with Bianca, but he does try to help out these two, like, geekier guys while trying to reach Kat. Oh. Yeah. I love that analogy. <laughs> Steve. Steve's the man. I know. He's my favorite on there. I th- Dustin's really good, too. No, Steve's my favorite. Have you okay. seen the Taco Bell commercials where yes. he's, like, going after the nacho fries? I love that. I think it's great. <laughs> it makes me want nacho fries. Mm. So mission accomplished there, Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah, not a sponsor. Well not a sponsor. <laughs> so with unbelievability... Where do we even start? Like the entire movie is it's the entire movie. Every interaction between student and teacher, every interaction student to student in front of a teacher, it's all crazy. How the dad like interacts with his kids, except when he's talking to Kat about going to college. I found those talks really believable. Yeah, me too. Um, but I mean, in the words of Maria, let's start at the very beginning. Um, it's the sound of music. I'm sorry. Let's start at the very beginning. No, have you ever seen seen it? (gasps) You horrible person. I know. How could you never have seen that before? I don't. I don't know. My daughter has seen it, and she's three. Oh, She's seen that three-hour movie. Like, all the way through? Yeah. I I mean, there may have, like, we may have watched it some in the morning, some at night, but she's seen it. It's time you remedy that fact. All right. Okay. (laughs) Anyway. Um, I mean, the very first scene, Ms. Perky... Like, first of all, Ms. Perky's an actual name. Then she curses out kids and flips them off, like, outside of her window in front of another kid. Like, nope, not going to happen. No. And then Patrick comes in and how she talks about the Bratwurst episode, like, alluding to his junk. Nope. Aren't we the optimist? 
Yeah. I mean, it was hilarious. And he gives this look like, is this really fucking happening right now? <laughs> Can she say this to me? Hey, no witnesses. That's true. You need at least, yep. yeah, one other person. Mm-hmm. I know. I mean, I don't know if they search her computer and find the um, romance novel on there. I don't know if she's going to have a leg to stand on, but, you know. And so that's where I began, that whole thing. Even Cameron, he was sitting there and she was like, same little ass wipes anywhere. And his face was like, is this, is this real life? <laughs> yeah. Allison Janney, though, is just a treasure. I could not get over her hair. Oh, yeah. That's awful. Those specifically defined curls everywhere. Mm-mm. Have you seen her hair now? Like how she went natural? Maybe. It, it sounds great. familiar. It looks really good. Okay. It's all gray, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I did. Um, My unbelievable, like going in chronological order here, is the cliques in this high school. Like, Oh, yeah. The coffee snobs, which, okay, I guess they're in Seattle, so... But they weren't called the coffee snobs. They were called the coffee spillers. Yeah, they weren't caught. It was coffee spillers. Oh. That just made it so weird. Like, say coffee snobs. Because like you said, it's in Seattle or Washington. Like, that's going to be believable to an extent. But no, they were the coffee spillers. Like, you always believe, okay, you got the popular guys, you know, you got the geeks, whatever. But then you got the cowboys, the Rastas. Who were lassoing (laughs) trash cans. Yeah. Um, And then you had, like, the yuppie students or whatever. Like, it was just kind of crazy. Oh, that reminds me. Like, one of my burning questions of this movie was... In real life, how old is Bogey Lowenstein? Because he looked like 35 years old. But is he just one of those people that's cursed with that look? Well, that's what I intend to find out, Allison. Um, What did you think about the White Rastafarians? Yikes. (laughs) I know. Right. (laughs) But I did like how Mr. Morgan shut him down. Yeah. Yes. Don't even get me started on you two. <laughs> but they're just in it for the weed. So he was born in 77. So oh, he was 22. Just, yeah. Yep. Turns out he was just cursed with that kind of face. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Not guys. Just. Sorry, bogey. Yeah. He hasn't done a whole lot since 2010. So, um, yeah, something I never realized and I felt dumb for never realizing. I didn't. They printed the flyers off for the party. It was payback for Bogey kicking Michael out of their group. I never realized that until this watch. Yeah. Did you always realize that? Not always, but like, yeah, like I've known it for a while. I felt so dumb. 
Oh, it's like he says, don't worry, I'll he'll get his he'll get his payback or something. And then later he goes, time for some payback. And I was like, oh, yeah. Um, which brings the next unbelievability. Well, I have one before it, but like the fact that Bogey didn't see one of those flyers, like one of the thousands of flyers. Yes. I wrote down the same thing. They threw them down the hallway. No one told Bogey about it and he didn't see one. I found that so hard to believe. Yeah. Ridiculous. You only have one before that. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. I li- I didn't realize how far ahead that was. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. Got like eight. I went to the classroom scene next, and there's like eight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, the teacher says, "Kiss my ass." Like that. That's you can't. Nope. And like, could you really kick a student out of your class for like disagreeing? like that I mean is it a little out of turn yes but is it like straight up it's very um like Harry Potter Severus Snape kind of thing like Severus Snape just like kind of disses Harry Potter for just saying anything yeah and then he does it again later when she compliments the assignment yeah so unfair yeah I don't understand how he never had a meeting about that or was able to do that. At least you have to give her like a slip to say why she's being sent to the office or call the office. I don't know. Especially this being like an affluent kind of area. Like there's mm-hmm. no way that the teachers are getting away with this treatment to the students. And Sarah Lawrence is not a community college type atmosphere. Like they're going to be looking at the student records there. But I guess... You know, she took herself to the guidance counselor, not the office, which I would feel like is a little bit different in terms of discipline. Mm-hmm. So maybe she did a loose interpretation of, well, no, there's, he said, get out. Yeah. Like, like she could have gone anywhere. Matter where you go. Yeah. Yeah. Get out. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, um, Kat and the model douche. What's his name? Joey. Yeah, yelling at each other back and forth. It was very reminiscent of Easy A to me. And I didn't think it was okay then. And I didn't think it was okay now. Like, the teacher needs to stop kids talking to each other like that. That's not a very conducive to learning environment. It's very distracting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the teacher called Joey Chachi. Not appropriate. Hilarious, but not appropriate. And Patrick walking in, going, what I missed. And then Kat responds. He goes, oh, okay. And then walks back <laughs> Yeah. Out. That was great, though. <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> but not going to happen. And then, like you said, then the teacher kicked him out. Yeah. Um, My next unbelievability after that is Michael kind of falling down that giant hill on his dirt bike. No injuries. He just gets up. 
Well, he says his balls. <laughs> My balls! <laughs> so he may not be able to have kids later. We're not sure. James and I were watching it because James loves this movie too. And he was like, did he really just scream my balls? <laughs> he played it off so well though. He got up, took a bow and then turned around and freaked out. Like he did a good job. But yeah, there was no injuries. That was unbelievable. I didn't understand even before that when Joey offers Bianca and Chastity a ride home. They sit on like the top of the convertible instead of in cha- in the seats. I don't know. I don't either. I was like, if you're making a play for this dude, shouldn't you be sitting in the front seat beside him? Maybe it adds to the thrill. I don't. I don't know. Cause he yeah. like sped up. Maybe it's like a they're on a roller coaster. Like wee. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they said that as they drove away. what's your next unbelievability just the way they talk sometimes the teenagers what specifically brought that out and maybe perhaps this was directly from taming of the shrew but michael told cameron that cat was the he called her the mewling rampalian wretch herself and uh, I know they took some lines directly from the play, but no kids talking like that. But he's one of like the, like the yuppie kids who's trying to get into like Ivy league. I think that's what they called him. Like the Ivy leaguers or something like that. So maybe he's just a smart mm-hmm. dude. Maybe. Yeah. So I had a cringe come next. Okay. So cat, Kat and Bianca's dad is talking to them about the 15-year-old who gave birth to twins. And he says, do you know what she said to me? And Bianca says, I'm a crack whore who should have made my sleazy boyfriend wear a condom. And I was like, ooh, I don't think this joke is okay anymore or ever. Oh, it didn't bother me. Yeah, I was kind of like, you don't know that girl's circumstances, so... Don't say anything about it, but maybe I'm just oversensitive, but it just didn't seem okay to me. It's yeah. a 15 year old. No, I get that, but I see, I see both sides. I didn't cringe. I do have a couple cringes, but that mm-hmm. particular part didn't make me cringe. Okay. I'm interested to hear your cringes. I have two more, I think. Yeah, I have two. Okay. Um, what's your next unbelievability? Joey being that into his drawing of boobs on a lunch tray. What the fuck was that? So weird. And they're very like cartoon boobs. And he's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm like, really? Really? Yeah. It, they, like you said, they were cartoon. It was like two upside down C's with dots in the middle. Like there is no. Like there's not even an areola. Yes, that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> yep. Just a dot. Yeah, uh, he's just really into it, really loves it. I find it, I guess if he's enough of a bully, I guess he could be that popular just because people are afraid of him. But he wasn't funny. He wasn't interesting. I didn't understand what people, I didn't, I guess I didn't understand why he was as popular as he was 
I mean, I guess he's like a traditional, like hot guy. Like Even the way he dressed, though. Yeah. I speaking of the way that they dressed, I liked how they like everybody except for Bianca. They reused wardrobe pieces. Mm-hmm. And I liked that. Like Kat wore the same pants a few times in a row. Like she wore some of the same sweaters. Jo- or um, Cameron wore the same T-shirt a few times. I don't know. I just like that. I thought it was kind of cool. Yeah, it's very realistic. No mm-hmm. one has enough outfits to wear one 365 days a year. Like you're going to reuse sometimes. Where's Dr. Spencer Reed saying all of the possibilities that I have in my closet? I want to know. Maybe I do. Call him up. Yeah. Get Matthew Craig Goobler. Get the goobs over there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the goobs. I love them. I am real far into Criminal Minds. Yeah, I could tell you were talking to me about the season. I'm still on like episode six of season 13, is it? Think or I'm, 14. I think I'm on season six or seven of 14. So really went past you. Wait, there's 15 seasons altogether, right? Yeah. Okay, so you're like halfway there. Don't worry, I won't spoil anything. I know, you're good at that. Thanks. Yep, you're welcome. You're the first one in our family. (laughs) Yeah, no problem. Uh, um, Cameron learning to speak French on the fly, like just decides to become a French tutor and tutors her so well that she can then speak it fluently. I don't know. It, it depends on how smart he is. Like, if he's a really smart guy, I could believe it. Really? I don't know. I know some really smart people that could probably do that. Okay. Like, photographic memory. Like, I mean, I'm not saying I could do that. Like, no way. But Yeah. I don't know. I you don't c- think it's out of the realm of possibility? I don't. Okay. Um, with it, Where there's a will, there's a way. And he really liked her. Mm-hmm. Beer-flavored nipples. Ugh. That's gross. It is gross. Uh, go ahead with your next one. Uh, Mohawk guy being of high school age. Patrick's friend? Yeah. He looked like he was about 39. <laughs> he did. I le- That was before. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. He was sitting beside him in science class. I did like the fact how Patrick like made the or Heath Ledger made the decision to like play with the fire by himself mm-hmm. to like look a little bit more badass. It worked. It I was just gonna say it worked absolutely. Um I did find it hard to believe that his opening line to Kat was, Hey there, girly. That was so terrible. But maybe it's kind of like a test like maybe it I I liked it because it wasn't smooth. Do you know what so, I mean? I do. When you put it like that, I do. It, you know, he's supposed to be this big badass who. There goes my guy stalker. <laughs> I just walked by. You mean I don't the, have a stalker, guys? You you mean the guy who was just taking a walk about twenty feet behind you, and you thought he was stalking you? Yep. Turns out he just lives in the neighborhood and likes to go for walks. Maybe both of us just watch too much Criminal Minds. <laughs> it's a possibility. <laughs> hey, it's always good to be prepared, though. <laughs> um, yeah, 
it's like he's not as badass as everyone thinks he is because he doesn't know how to talk to girls. He's not very smooth. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Okay. Maybe adds like a little bit of charm. I don't Mm -hmm. know. Maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I like to do that. I like to imagine. That's our jobs. Yeah. That we don't get paid for. That's right. That we pay, <laughs> that we pay for, really. We pay for it's it. It's not. It's not even a volunteer. It's not no. even volunteer work. No. <laughs> now I have to buy a new fucking microphone stand. Yeah. The microphone stand's just in my car. I'm just gonna leave it there. I mean, if it's just trash, it's trash. Yeah. Oh well. What's your next unbelievability? Cat backing into Joey's car outside of the bookstore. Like, that's going to cost a lot of money. Um, I have two unbelievabilities before that one. Oh, let's hear it. But I completely agree. Not, okay. not going to happen. That's ridiculous. Oh, I think I know what one of them is, and I agree with you. What is it? Is it how the golf team was practicing golf? No, actually. <laughs> Oh, I thought that was unbelievable. They were just teeing off above the court where everyone else is practicing. I mean, the guy with the, the basket, basket to catch them. Yes. Now that you say that, I yeah, that's completely unbelievable. <laughs> and then Bogey hits the gym teacher. That poor gym teacher. I went. Yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. Um. No. I mean, I guess my unbelievability could. It could go into obstacles. It could go into rom-com, teen teen rom-com tropes. But it's paying somebody to date mm-hmm. you. I mean, maybe not. I don't think that's the teen rom-com trope. But I think placing the bet to bang Bianca, that's rom teen rom-com trope. Because that happened in She's All That. But then he, ta- but then it's not a bet. He goes, "No, I'm not doing that. I'm doing this for fun." But then at the end, Chastity goes, "He had a bet going with his friends. He was going to nail you tonight." I think he said that to make himself look better to Chastity, to convince her that she's not sloppy seconds or something. Yes, that was my take on that. Okay, it could go either way, but that was what I was thinking. I can see that. Hmm. Uh, also thought it was unbelievable that Joey just had like a 50 in his pants pocket to give Patrick and in gym class and his gym sweats. No. Yeah. That's what a baller he is. Swirling around with fifties and a hundreds during the school day. Hey, have I ever told you about my proudest moment whenever I was wasted and I paid for all of my friends gyros at Lesbo's gyros? I do I think that's one of the best stories I've ever heard. I was absolutely wasted. All of my roommates and like a couple of their significant others, we were at Lesvo's Gyros, which is unfortunately closed, but I'm pretty sure the owner was charged with pedophilia. (laughs) Yeah. Like I think he had either underage porn. I think it was underage porn or something like that. I'm like very certain, but anyway, best gyros, best tzatziki sauce. Um, but it was cash only. And at two in the morning when the bars closed, we all went there. I only had a hundred dollar bill and I just totally like smacked it on the counter and just paid for everybody's gyros. 
<laughs> and it was pretty great. <laughs> baller moment but, of and, my life. Yes, that is that is the baller moment. It's not that you paid for a round of drinks. You paid for a round of gyros. It makes it better. <laughs> it does. I want gyros. It does sound really fucking good. Uh, there's a Mike and Tony's next to us. I'll probably convince James to do that. Even though yesterday he was like, whatever happens tomorrow, don't let me eat out. <laughs> and now you're going to like instigate it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> After we had his big birthday dinner, probably like three hours later, he was like, is it bad that I want to get McDonald's? And I was like, yeah. But then we ended up getting McDonald's. <laughs> but <laughs> we ended up splitting a double cheeseburger and a spicy chicken sandwich. Like we got out like a knife and cut both of them. In half. <laughs> He's like, I feel better about this decision now. Uh, compromise. We don't have a problem at all. <laughs> this is like the first time hearing you talk about all this stuff is the first time. I don't want to make my hello fresh. I just want to like eat out since we've started to get hello fresh. Yeah. Thanks for that. You're welcome. You got everything by you. You got McDonald's. You got Wendy's. You got KFC. You got Taco Bell. You got Sheets. You got Applebee's. You got Denny's. Mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of shit by here. Yeah. Um, What's your next unbelievability? Because I'm all caught up. Cat doing that to Joey's car. I said that. Oh. Cameron and Michael going into that bar. There's no oh, way. They yeah. would have been told to get the fuck out. Yeah, I agree. That was a serious bar. But same with Patrick. I could see him having a fake ID before Cameron and Michael just are let in. Yeah, like nobody stops them. And it's definitely like a weekday. Mm-hmm. And it's like a badass bar. They would, it's shocking that they had the courage to go in. Like, I know why they go in, but yeah, and Patrick's drinking a beer in there and everything. Yeah, but then, so a couple of things about that. Patrick also gets served alcohol whenever he knows the bartender at that girl club. Mm-hmm. And then, um, there's no reprimand for Michael picking up the eight ball and causing that dude to lose like money. Oh, yeah. I was waiting for him to get his ass kicked. He totally would have gotten his ass kicked. Like, there's betting on the line. There's money on the line. And that shot would have gone in. And he didn't realize that you shouldn't pick up the eight ball. I can't believe that someone would be that clueless. He's kind of a dumbass. Kind of? (laughs) Yeah. What do you got? Okay. So my next one comes with the party. Do you have any before that? Okay. So the party was unbelievable to the point like it was reminiscent of 16 Candles. Yes. All of those people flock to the door at the same time carrying kegs. A DJ just happens to show up with a huge sound system. Uh, James was like, all these people are descending upon this house like it's a zombie apocalypse. And I was like, yeah, that's a really good uh-huh. <laughs> I found that completely unbelievable as well. And yeah. they're, they're rolling up like with 
so many kegs. So many kegs. And the flyer had clearly said free beer, but people are just bringing their own, which maybe they realized what was going on. But at least 500 people were at that party. Yeah. And no cops ever showed up. Apparently, he lives on a 10-acre estate in the middle of the woods. No neighbors. Well, maybe because he was definitely one of the rich ones. I still can't see that no one called the police. If I was bogey, I would have called the cops myself and been like, these people invaded my house. Or you don't even have to do that. You could just file a complaint. Yeah. Like a noise complaint. Be like, there's a party at blah, blah, blah. There's a lot of underage drinking and And just call them. That's a really good point. I never thought of that. Yeah. Just be like anonymous. I don't know why we weren't invited to parties when we were in high school. (laughs) So weird. Um, Whenever I lived with other people in Southside. um, Sorry, guys, because I know some of you listen to this. Um, like there were a couple of times whenever there were parties going on on the weekdays and I would come home and I would just get like so fucking pissed. I'm like, I don't want this right now. I have to study. And then I'd call James and I'd be like, I need you to pick me up. And then I would just like angry eat an entire pizza by myself. (laughs) (laughs) As you studied? Yeah, because there's like a party at my house and I can't be at my house, you know. So did you study when James came and got you? Yeah, we studied together. Oh, that's good. Yeah, we actually did really well together. We always got A's when we studied together. Uh, He had never gone into the library before he met me. Really? Mm-hmm. That's shocking. He never had to write a paper or anything? Like, just did it. I mean, I think he, like, printed out stuff at the library, but, like, never spent, like, a... Because I used to only study at the library because I I couldn't study at my house, obviously. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. But like whenever you come home at like 12 at night and there's a party, like what else do you do? Which is also shocking because four people in my house were in the same major and classes as me. So like, what the fuck are you doing? I mean, well, because they all graduated. <laughs> Listen, one of my friends had his 21st birthday, like, the day before a test. Um, and I remember, like, exams were very serious. Like, we all were, like, monitored and all this stuff. And he got up in the middle of an exam to go to the bathroom because he had to throw up from drinking so much. He fucking got an A on that test. See? Apparently, you were living your life wrong. Apparently. That's okay. I started studying at bars like my last year. It was fine. (laughs) It's an effective use of time. Yeah. Multitasking. Yep. It's fine. You know. This is fine because dad will never listen to this. Yeah. Because for my last year of finals, I remember like we pre-gamed a final by going to Jack's (laughs) and had Bloody Mary's. And the bartender was telling us about, like, quaaludes and shit that she took. It was wild. I'm a productive member of society now. There you are. Very. Yeah. What's your next unbelievability? Um, My next unbelievability... I was... 
and I think everyone would have felt this way, but I was pissed that Kat got pissed that Patrick didn't want to kiss her right then. Like, I thought it was unbelievable she tried. You just puked at least once in front of him. Like, you really want to kiss him right now? And he was being the decent person. Yes. So I I didn't buy into that part. Like, I wouldn't have wanted, unless she was still drunk, which is possible. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't understand her anger at that point. I guess it's just she... I, I did understand her anger because she was being vulnerable, which is something that she's not used to doing. And I think it just blew up in her face. But again, she's probably still drunk. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't get over it later on. Mm-mm. So it's like eventually she should be self-reflective enough as because, you know, that's what teenagers are known for. <laughs> Self-reflection. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> to be like, oh, maybe I was wrong. Yeah. What do you think comes next? I have one right after another. Okay. My next unbelievability is whenever Bianca shoots a gym teacher in the butt with an arrow. Where does that come into relation to Heath Ledger singing I cannot remember it's before same scene though like it just pans out and there he is Mm -mm. or no Mm -mm. okay it's different because I'm yeah it's definitely different okay yeah do they allow archery with like sharp objects we we had it at our high school I think that would have been so cool. I could have seen myself getting into archery. But there was only a limited amount of people and I wasn't able to do it. How did they determine who was able to? Like you just luck of the draw lottery sign up, I'm pretty sure. That's bogus. Right? They should have like rotated. I know. Okay. Um, but I love where you're going next. Yeah. I, I'm not sure what the consequence would have been for Heath Ledger singing that and orchestrating that. That's where I'm going. Like, is he actually going to do that? Is that going to happen? Absolutely not. That song is not going to happen. You disagree? Oh, no, I agree. I'm just thinking about the consequences. My thing, like, I could have seen detention if he just did the song and stopped when they like were coming after him. Then he ditches them, dodges them, runs away and taps one on the butt. And that is what did it. I was like, that's 10 days or that's expulsion. Like you just tapped a security guard on the butt in front of everyone. You can't do that. But it's fantastic television. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) And everyone loves it. It's endearing for whatever reason. It is. But he just but he just got detention? No. That BuzzFeed article that was like no way that she would have liked it. It would have singled her out and blah blah blah. And I'm like, "No, he made himself vulnerable and embarrassed himself like she thought she embarrassed." It's amazing. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you there. Um I have seen a lot of issues 
that people have with her flashing the teacher. Oh, absolutely. That's absurd. Yeah, I completely agree. All right, good. Glad we're on the same page there. That never would have happened. And if it did, she would have been in trouble. Ridiculous. Even though it seemed like he was feeling like he was just confiscating pot and snacks to smoke himself later, which was hilarious. And I loved it. That is something that I didn't realize until probably like the last few times I watched it was that he was confiscating it for himself and the Cheetos. Like I didn't realize that. I love that. And how he just interrogates that kid who's obviously never been in trouble before. Man, that kid is like peak nineties, like grunge. All of this movie, the music. I love the nostalgia. I downloaded so much Letters to Cleo on Amazon Music after I watched this. <laughs> I was like sound hounding everything and like putting it on Amazon Music. And I was like, I love this. And um, there was some kind of, what did Patrick say? Like, he was like, I'm not going to go th- to club skunk and listen to angry girl indie music and i was like i fucking love angry girl indie music mm-hmm. absolutely i think he secretly likes it too i mean he doesn't really um i kept looking at cat's platform flip-flops mm. and i was like yeah mm-hmm. that's it i had a pair of those yeah that's because they're cool not anymore I, they, they they will be yeah. We're going to turn that around with this podcast. Platform flip-flops, guys. Woo! Listen, did you see all those middle parts in this movie? <laughs> Everybody fucking had a middle part. So Gen Zers, you're just repeating what has already been done. You're not special. You're mm. not cool. You're not innovative. You're going to find out those middle parts are a mistake just like we found it out. It's all about face shape. <laughs> Yep. I will say, though, I loved almost every single one of Bianca's outfits and would wear them today. Except for the prom dress. That was hideous. The prom dress. I fucking hated that prom dress. I did. It was horrible. Um, Yeah, she definitely, like, dressed cute. Um, The band playing at prom, I thought that was unbelievable. That was my next one. Yeah. Oh. Okay, yeah, because I also I didn't I, everything in my notes is starred, so it's hard to know what's what <laughs> because I, I just the wanted, same thing. wanted to talk about everything. But I stopped writing down my unbelievabilities like around that time too. I have a blank line starred. <laughs> it's like I wanted to write something down, but I just lost it. <laughs> That's great. Um. All the people fighting, I thought, would have been thrown out of the dance or the prom. Like, Bianca, Cameron, Joey. Unless the teachers turned a blind eye because everybody hates Joey. I could see that happening. Yeah. Oh, something going on over there? I can't tell because so many kids are gathered. Oh, no, they separated? Okay. Everything's fine. Yeah. 
All right. I'll give you that. that. Okay. Because it's like, you know, justice. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. And I'm done. Yeah, me too. New drink? Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm ready. BRB. So Bernard was playing, excuse me, the Cruella trailer. Yeah. Did you watch it? Oh, yeah. And I want to know what you're going to do like when I show up with half black, (laughs) half white hair, completely dressed like her because... I'm so into it. I'm really into it too. Even beforehand, like whenever they show her before with like the very bright red hair, I think she looks great there too. Yeah. And then she's like, it's like a dark movie. Like Disney. I can't wait. Disney's leaning towards the dark. Speaking of, have you watched any more WandaVision? Or did you just stop at one? Just the first two. We watched the first two. How funny was the second one when he swallowed the gum? Oh, yeah. It was hilarious. I, I was laughing so hard. So you said Dick Van Dyke for the first one. I hope these aren't that's not a spoiler or anything. But the second one I thought was I Dream of Genie. I think you're right. Okay. I don't think those are spoilers because everybody knows they're like it's like sitcom y. Yeah. I don't think that's a spoiler. I'm not saying okay. like what happens at the end. Are you gonna keep watching it? Yeah, I think so. Like, Bernard and I were talking about it. Like, we have no idea what's going on. But we also think that no one, no matter how much Marvel you were right. into, understood what was going on. Right. So um, we feel, like, in the same place. Yes. That's exactly how James and me felt. I mean, obviously, we finished it since then. Um, but, like, after the second one, we just kept, we like... I mean, it can't go on like this forever. Like, is it just going to be like this weird fairy tale thing? But then there were like little, little touches of like weird stuff that's not normal. Mm-hmm. And we're like, when is the other shoe going to drop? Mm-hmm. So I'm really interested to see what you say. We, um, James really likes Kevin Smith and, um, he watches like after every single Wanda episode, WandaVision episode, there's like a Kevin Smith kind of like breakdown kind of like brainstorm what's really going on kind of a thing. And Kevin Smith talks about how his wife, who's not a Marvel lover at all, like she's not really into it is obsessed with WandaVision. So I'm interested to see what you guys think. On uh, no. So I used white tequila this time instead of the other stuff. And as you can see, it didn't layer. What did you use before? Jose Cuervo. Oh. And like just regular like yellow, amber, whatever you want to call it. And then this was white tequila. So I definitely do not like this one as much as I liked the Jose Cuervo one. Huh. Mm -hmm. It made a big difference in taste that's really interesting so um obstacles to these two people getting together are we talking cat and patrick we talking bianca and cameron we talking both i was just thinking of cat and patrick but we can talk about both if you want no it's okay i think cat and patrick are like the main i do too what do you got Well, I mean, I definitely think that 
to state the obvious, the whole being paid to date her is an obstacle because you can see how well that turns out when she finds out. Is that kind of the only obstacle though, besides him having never approached her if the bet or if the payment was never placed? I don't think so. I think she's very standoffish to the concept of dating a boyfriend because of what happened with her and Joey in the past. So I think her moving past that is also an obstacle. She has to kind of separate Joey from the rest of the men out there and start dating again. But if there was never the payment to date her, then it would have never happened and he never would have pushed so hard and she never would have. I mean, I get it. I would have been pissed too, but like it would have never even had this magical relationship if it never. Wait, so you're saying the payment is a good thing and not an obstacle because that's what initially gets them together. Is that what you're saying? Kind of, but I see it as an obstacle. But they would have never even talked to each other if it never happened. Yes. But, but it's, it's super an obstacle that she had to get over. Yeah. No, I know. I guess they have to get over. Yeah, it seemed like she got over it pretty fast. Well, you know, nothing like buying your forgiveness. I mean, he it seemed like he spent all of his money that he made on her. It was a symbolic gesture. Plus, I don't think it was really buying forgiveness. I think it was a, well, I got this money through dating you and I really care about you. So I'm going to get you something you were interested in with this money. Plus, I think he also paid to get, I mean, I don't, I don't think it was ever mentioned that it was letters to Cleo, but I think he paid to have letters to Cleo play at the prom. Oh, like that was something that I thought of for the first time watching it now as like, we're analyzing it. I would never, cause he said he called in a favor, right? Yeah, but, like, come on, you probably had to pay for it. Well, yeah, like, who do you know that you can call in that favor? I mean, I know a DJ, but that's all I got. (laughs) I mean, that's pretty big. Yeah. (laughs) That's true. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I still see the payment as an obstacle, And I still think she has to overcome her past. Yeah. I I guess this isn't an obstacle anymore, like with the new rules. But like, what do we think about the dad's rules? I think the dad's rules are not unacceptable, not unbelievable, like unenforceable, maybe. My problem is like, and maybe this is going beyond the scope of our podcast, although we do that all the time. So what the hell does it really matter? Um, it's like he's punishing them for being girls. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I kind of really thought of this time watching it again. Like, it's not their fault. Like, you got to trust them to have good judgment because where there's a will, there's a way. 
Well, and in the on the same breath, by making these things forbidden, he's actually making them more enticing, at least to Bianca. Mm-hmm. Now, like he's punishing them for being girls. I mean, yes. Is it fair? No. But do I think it happens a lot? Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know how we got on the, oh, you just asked what we think of the rules. I think I actually wrote down at one point that these girls are going to need a lot of therapy. And I think I wrote that down after he made Bianca put on the fake pregnancy suit. I was like, this is a lot. Like she is a friend over other people from school are seeing her. There is no way that she gets past this in her mind. I really like Patrick's quip though. Who knocked up your sister? He's just like looking like what is happening. And she gives him a death stare. I know I say that, but the like, I don't really see the dad in my eyes as like a huge problem. I don't know why. Like, I think he does problematic things. He's definitely smothering, but it's out of love. And when you know the mom left, like, you understand. Like, he cares about them, like, a lot, but he's not going about it the right way. Yeah. Like, you hate to say his heart's in the right place because all manner of evil has been done with hearts being in the right place. But I don't think it's malicious intent or anything. I mean, look at Jamie and Cersei Lannister. Yeah. I don't know if we can put this dad in the same place <laughs> as them. Oh, okay. I just thought, <laughs> you know. I don't think he was doing incest in any way. So that's a positive. Yeah. And we'll just leave that at that. <laughs> I could. I saw your mouth starting to open and I was like, oh, I don't know what's coming out of there right now. <laughs> but I'm going to stop it. <laughs> Uh, what's really funny is dad, our dad loves this dad in this movie. <laughs> he gets the biggest kick out of him. How do you know this? Did you guys watch this together? Yeah. When? I don't know. Like a while ago, I made a big stink whenever he tried to change the channel when I was like hanging out. Like it was whenever I still like lived at home, I think. Okay. And he like sat down and watched like the last 45 minutes with me. And every single time the dad was on, he was like loving it. And he doesn't hate it. The movie. Okay. I think the same thing happened with Easy A where he was like these hippie parents. Ridiculous. (laughs) If anyone ever wonders how we grew up, you can just watch those two movies. (laughs) Somewhere in the middle. One of them's wrong. One of them's right. That's right. If I'm going somewhere, is your husband going with you? You need protection. That's right. Chemistry? I mean, yeah, we talked about obstacles, chemistry. I think we were kind of talking about that already. Like the dad's relationship with the two girls, I think, goes into chemistry. Um, Cameron and Bianca's chemistry what do you think I really like it and I think it really took off for me personally whenever Cameron stood up for himself in the car 
and really confronted her and she was like yeah it's bad like this is the way that I am but then she like realized that she liked him I also thought it had to do with the level of maturity where she was at like Joey was not as mature as Cameron in one sense of it but too mature for her on another sense I think just sexually, like not mentally. She wasn't like, she wasn't there. She wanted someone to talk to. She wanted someone to be friends with and be goofy with. And I think Cameron was that for her. And it took him standing up. I completely agree with you for her to realize that he's on her level. So she's actually going to have a good time with him versus. And I think you saw that earlier too. They were, hanging out together at least once or or was it twice? I can't remember. I think once besides French lessons. Okay. Like at the troll bridge. How long that reminds me, how long of a time span do you think this movie was the whole school year? Cause they were hanging up posters for prom at the beginning of the movie right I think it was probably a few months also do you think Cameron and Michael are juniors or are they seniors because that was another thing where I was like I don't know because my prom juniors and seniors were allowed to go no question it wasn't just like a senior thing I think that I think at least Cameron is a junior. I don't know about Michael necessarily, but I think Cameron's definitely a junior. Okay. I couldn't quite figure out how the classes worked because Patrick was in the same English class as Kat. So that would be senior, but then he was in the same science class as Cameron and Michael so maybe they all are seniors then I don't no, know not necessarily I had a mix of classes it just depended on like kind of what level you were because okay. like my chemistry class it was like a mix of what was I it was like a mix of sophomore and juniors I think it kind of depended on where you fell speaking of though I would have liked to have seen more like of that class's interactions as Patrick is dating Kat with Joey in the same room. That would have been a very interesting dynamic as Kat and Patrick got closer to have Joey still there in between them, like in that same area. Because obviously Joey still felt something for Kat. Beneath all that immaturity. Yeah, he was still into her, at least kept her on her radar, his radar, yeah. I thought that party was so disturbing how he was like, hey, pussycat, like, he was, like, trying to start something with her, but also go for her sister, like, it's totally disgusting. I hated how Bianca, this can go with the chemistry between the two sisters, spoke to Kat during that party. Kat went to that party for Bianca. And then when Kat tries to talk her, she says, please don't address me in public. Fuck you, bitch. This is the last time I'm doing something for you. And Kat forgives her and goes to prom for her. 
still insane. Yeah. I guess like she might want to make up for their mom being gone or running off, whatever. But you still don't be a fucking bitch. She's doing shit for you. I'm going to defend Bianca a little bit. Okay. She did come to her own conclusion that Joey was stupid by herself, which Mm -hmm. was really mature, I thought. Yes. She, that happened at the party. Right. When he just was so self-absorbed. Which is kind of really the first time that she hung out with him. So she Mm -hmm. learned fast. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very true. Um, I mean, Joey did a really good job of making you hate him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't think he's like a hate kind of, like, I don't think he's a bad person in real life, it seems like. <laughs> so he's not getting your, like, Patricia Clarkson. <laughs> yeah. Who else was it? Um, I can't remember. I just said I couldn't hate Mary Steenburgen. For some reason. Yeah. Because in Happiest Season. Did you see all the hate on Harper on BuzzFeed, by the way? It made me so happy. Yes. Harper sucked. And everybody was like, Audrey Plaza and Kristen Stewart should have gotten together. And I'm like, yeah, they should have. I still go with that was like two different movies put together. Yeah. So weird. I'll watch it again next year. See what happens. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, so do we want to move on to Pat and Kat's chemistry like fully? Yes. Okay. Ooh, I don't like that Pat and Cat. Yeah. I realized Ooh. that the first time we wrote that down. I don't like that. Pat and Cat. That's going to be like a weird mailbox when they get married. <laughs> oh, wow. So you think they stay together, huh? <laughs> I mean, they had great chemistry. I love a good enemies to lovers trope. Me too. So I think like that all that tension just gets balled up until, you know, it explodes in a kiss at the paintball court. So I loved this part, but I don't know if it's creepy. So let me know what you think. Obviously, like, the hate to love, cool. Um, But do you think it's creepy that he was waiting for her at the car whenever she was, like, looking at CDs and guitar? Because I thought it was really cute, personally, and I liked it. I didn't... he He did two things that bothered me. The first thing that, like, I picked up on, he kept talking about sexiness. And I was like, you're in high school. Like, I just didn't think it was realistic high school talk. And then, like, the, I know you've thought about me naked. And I was like, yeah, but no. I, I just, like, all of those little comments added up to being creepy to me. Okay. But not him waiting for her at the car. No, not him waiting. He was obviously orchestrating a meet so they could increase their FaceTime. It didn't bother me. Plus, she has a pretty, like, noticeable car. (laughs) Yeah, it's not like a 
white Toyota Camry or whatever. Yeah. I don't even know. A Prius. But, yeah. <laughs> Loved it whenever he smiled when he saw her dancing. Yes. Very yeah. cute. I think he liked the challenge. Yeah. And I think it said, like, during the prom thing, he's like, I'm sick of your little games to Joey. I do wonder how long it took up. Like, he was obviously paid him for the first date. I'm wondering how many times he paid him to take her out. Because how much could that guitar cost? I think it was probably around 300 Okay. So... It wasn't all of the money that he got, I don't think. I feel like he got paid probably like three times. Okay. I don't know, though. What did you think about their fight after the kiss when he takes her home and he asks her to prom and she says, why are you pushing this? I think that her instincts were great. And that's why he got so pissed off. Yeah. He saw she saw right through him. Because why would a guy like that care about prom? Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't matter to him. He's not like caring about making a high school memory. Like look at him. Right. His his Mohawk friend wasn't there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's probably at the biker bar. <laughs> that would have been a more appropriate date for Cat, the biker bar. She would have hated it. <laughs> you think so? I think so. Why? The smoking, the guys, uh, like yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, I really liked them at the party together, and he's just like constantly looking for her and trying to take care of her. Like you said before, like he's really the caretaker, but he cares about her. And that became known at the prom when he talks about how he was at his grandpa's place, wherever it was, taking care of his grandpa. He is a caretaker. He does have that nurturing instinct, so he is going to want to do that for people. And just the fact that, again, 16 Candles comparison, he didn't take advantage of a drunk mm-hmm. woman. He took care of her, and he was, like, noble. How is that? A- like 16 Candles? Like, where they didn't take care of Caroline. Oh. Like, it's completely opposite. Like, they totally okay. just, like, oh, she's drunk. Do whatever you want with her. Okay. We're, okay. Contrast, not comparison. No, it's okay. Sorry for being a stickler there. No, it's okay. Got real worried about no. what our perceptions of the movies were. No, it's all fresh in my mind. I'm editing 16 Candles now, so... Yeah, I I agree with you. He proves himself to be a stand-up kind of guy there. And I think that he's really hooked on her after the party. Hmm. Are we segueing into moment they fall in love? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have more chemistry. All right, let's go. The paintball scene. That is my type of paintball right there. It's not with guns. You're just throwing them. It doesn't hurt. It's not going to yeah. leave bruises. Yeah, I agree. I thought that was great. 
you get your adrenaline. They had their adrenaline going because they were trying not to hit each other. They were touch and feely without it being like gross, I guess. I love it's the, this, the music was perfect. This whole soundtrack did a great job with the music. I really liked it. It's on Spotify, by the way, just in case you were wondering. Mm-hmm. There's a 10 things I hate about you, Spotify. Oh, Spotify. We I talked know. about that. You did it. I know. Um, I love, it's like not a, a typical romantic date, but like the kiss that they have is just like, oh, it's such a good kiss. And through this entire movie, I'm like, damn, Heath Ledger was a really good kisser. I'm sure of it this scene the end scene i'm gonna have a little bit of a rebuttal here because at the dance when he tries to force kiss her i hated that and i cringed i can see that being a cringe yeah that was like his sexy comments and this that was my other cringe okay i really hated that yeah, I was like, you can't, you can't do that. She's pissed at you. She has to play that out. Going back to the paintball kiss, though, as a 10-year-old, this was, like, what I thought about for, like, kisses for years. It's the epitome of, like, yeah. I don't want to say romance, but it's just, like, fun, I guess. It's just such a good setting. They're having so much fun. They like each other so much. It's romantic, but not overly cheesy. It's just perfect. And yeah. Ledger's such a dreamboat. Mm-hmm. With his hair and that little pony <gasps> for the paintball. I yeah. love it. Is it weird? So in Dark Knight, did you find him attractive as Joker? Or am I the Absolutely. only one? Okay, great. Yeah. Great. Only when he had the makeup on, there was that one scene with him as a policeman where he had like his regular face without the makeup. Still attracted to him then. Nope. I had to have the makeup. (laughs) I don't know what that says about me. (laughs) It's like Brandon Lee as the crow. Like I'm only (laughs) (laughs) had to have that makeup. Yeah. Johnny. No, that's a lie. Never mind. I was going to say Johnny Depp is Jack Sparrow, but I was like, nah, he's great anytime. <laughs> Not as Grindelwald or Grindelwald. That's true. I think he's going to be Grindelwald again, by the way. Like, I think it came back. Like, I think they put him back in because of all of the weird allegations. Yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about that guy nowadays. Has he been canceled? No. Has cancel culture canceled him? Okay. No, because I think Amber Heard is the one who's canceled because they're finding out that she's just fucking lying about everything. I that mean, she beat herself up. Listen, I know or something d- happened like weird happened. She beat herself up. Apparently she shit on his bed. I know we've talked about this before. I don't know if it's been on the air, but like I can't envision myself being able to make my bowels let go of a poop anywhere other than the toilet. Like granted, like if I'm sick or I have to poop my pants, it's differently, but to purposely poop on something other than a toilet. No, Nope. I don't think like 
even like if I was wearing like an adult diaper, I don't think I could even pee in an adult diaper unless like extenuating circumstances, like you're sick or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, Johnny Depp, obviously not a model citizen, like drugs, alcohol, whatever. But like, I don't think he's going around like abusing because we're, he was with Vanessa Paradis for like a decade at least mm-hmm. nothing happened i think amber heard is just crazy and she was taken out of aquaman i didn't realize she was supposed to be in it she was in the first one she's like the love interest i'm pretty sure and so they canceled her okay so i think johnny depp's back on and she's out which All makes right. me very happy there we go people like i said johnny depp not you know the the gold standard of men but i don't think he's like a bully (laughs) just on a lot of drugs don't you don't want to get in a relationship with him but like if you're doing like fuck marry kill like you're not gonna marry or kill him (laughs) you're (laughs) You're going to go the middle road. <laughs> Experience it one time and just be done. Please be safe. <laughs> Wear a condom. Wear a condom. That's right. Have an exit strategy. Are we done with chemistry? <laughs> I think we need to be. Okay, great. <laughs> I really want to watch Dark Knight now. Mm-hmm. I know, like, it doesn't fit in with the other two movies, but it's my favorite. The Batmans? Mm-hmm. I think it fits in with um, Dark Knight Rises. Oh, see, I don't think it does. I think one and three go together, and two, because, you know, Heath Ledger died, it just is kind of its own standalone. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, you watch all three of them and let me know. I will. You got you got nothing better to do. It's true. <laughs> Until I get my second vaccine. Yeah. <laughs> then, then you're going to be all over the place. CDC released new guidelines. Oh, I saw. Okay. Just making sure. And I'm so fucking excited because all of my book club people will be vaccinated. And we're going to, we just plan to have our first in-person book club in over a year. And then I don't have to quarantine from you. Right. We can still see each other. Right. Because it's you're amazing. low risk. Yeah. Yeah. So. I don't see anybody. No. Except for me. Shh, I don't miss people. Anybody. Yeah. They're okay. I don't miss people. I miss other surroundings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You miss restaurants. <laughs> yeah. I miss. I really want to go to Disney World. And it's just going to be a while. Yeah, I miss Disney, too. Anyway. Moment they fell in love. Paintball. I think so, too. For her, him I might go a little bit earlier. Him I would go maybe Club Skunk. I don't know if it's love or it's like just, I like this girl. Like, I'm not regretting the deal that I made. Yeah. I think it's paintballs. I have a hard time with him. 
either going before the paintball or when he starts feeling guilty for what he did and buys her the guitar. No, he was in love with her way before then. But we established that it is love because sometimes we're like, they're not even in love. No, I think it's for sure love. I don't know if Cameron and Bianca are in love, but I think Kat and Patrick are in love. But it doesn't bother me that Cameron and Bianca are in love. I think that's just age appropriate for them. Well, I think it's Bianca's first relationship too. So she probably thinks she's in love, but it's probably infatuation. Even though there's only two years apart, it's just the maturity level is so different between each of them, the boy and the boy and the girl and the girl. I'm going to be a real dick, but you were so adamant that they, you were so insulted whenever like seniors and 16 candles were calling Sam a child and you were like, it's two years. Just, just so you know. But I'm not, there's a difference to me. They were saying a senior shouldn't go out with a sophomore. I'm not saying it because of age. I'm just saying it because of their personalities. Even their dad said, like, to Kat, like, she's been more mature for years. Like, he hasn't had to do, but Bianca still lets him come in. Are you going to give it to me? No, I... I... (laughs) No. You're still holding a double standard. (laughs) I, I don't know. I do. But I guess if we're talking, like, before we were saying maybe Cameron's a junior... Yeah, I think that it goes back to kind of like a to all the boys where Margot has to be the woman of the house because mm. their mom died and she's the oldest. Cat mm. has to be the woman of the house and set the example and be more mature because she's older. So she's aged a little bit more, not aged, but she's matured a little bit more mm-hmm. than normal seniors may have because of that. Whereas Bianca didn't have to do that because she was the youngest. Patrick had to take care of his grandpa. Like that's not easy to do. Um, so I think the same of him. So I just think that they're older than seniors mentally. Gotcha. Do they stay together? I think if there is a chance for any of the couples that ha- that we've gone over, they have a chance of staying together, but it's high school, so no. But I just, I don't, he's the only, like, so Kat has these plans. He doesn't have any plans. It doesn't seem like he has any attachments. So what's there to stop him from picking up and, like, following Kat? Oh, see, I was right with you until you hit that last part. She has huge plans. From what we know, he has no plans. So why would he go to New York and follow a girl going to college? Like, he's going to do his own thing. He might go get a job. He might do something else. He Who knows where his family is? Like, I took it into the direction of he can now go where he wants instead of following her. Interesting. Yeah. So I say they do not stay together. 
as well because it's high school. I don't even think they're going to stay together through the summer. I think they are a cut ties kind of people. You're going to New York if that's where Sarah Lawrence is. I know it's on the East Coast. Yeah, you're going this way. I don't know what I'm doing. Deuces. It's been fun. Hopefully it's amicable. I hope so, too. So they can keep each other intact in their memories. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe, like I said with another movie, they can meet each other after one's been widowed and the other one's been divorced. Oh, my gosh. James was like, <laughs> after this movie ended, it was probably you had to be there, but I thought it was so funny. And then he was like, wait for the sequel, 10 Things I Know About You. Ooh. I I cracked up. I thought it was so funny. Copyrighted people. Copyrighted. That's right. One last thing to add to chemistry. I just looked at my notes. I really liked Kat and Pat comparing rumors about each other. Oh, yeah. That was cool. And it was really funny. Agree. Like they're kind of outcasts. Iconic scene. I really think there's only two choices. Two choices. I think there's only one. Really? What are you going with? Should we do count of three? No, I want to know what you're going <laughs> with. Um, <laughs> the song Patrick sings to Cat. All right, then I'll go my other possibility and I'll do the paintball kiss. Okay. Definitely like Cat and Pat main couple. Stop saying that. <laughs> it's not Cat and Pat. Katarina and Patrick. You could say Cat and Patrick. Cat and Pat. Pat How about Miss Stratford and Mr. Verona? What's happening? Maxwell, stop it. Oh, he's scratching and it's his collar. Yeah, those were my only two possibilities for iconic scene. Okay, so mine's definitely him singing to her. But the paintball which is, scene... Which is, which is what I would think it is, too. The paintball scene, though, like we talked about, it is like the kiss. Mm-hmm. Like, as a 10-year-old watching this, I was like, this is it. They're a little bit dirty. He leans her down in the hay. The like hand just... on the cheek. Mm-hmm. Removes mm-hmm. the goggles. It's yeah, it's all there. Yeah. You just imagine Heath Ledger being a great kisser. I said that once already. I'll say it again. Because it's true. Uh, Final. Oh, go ahead. You didn't tell me your cringes. I know. I actually think I have three. Three and a half. Okay. Table dance was cringy to me. Did you see in the facts that that dance is like the reason she got... The Save the Last Dance. Yeah, Save the Last Dance. Oh, sorry. Thank you. I couldn't remember the name of it. Wild. Yeah, for sure. Okay, go ahead. Also, her flashing the teacher. Yes, for sure. Cringy. Yeah. The poem read. 
The only thing that bothered me about the poem read is that she looked like a teacher. That outfit was not high school at all. That outfit was like, I'm a 43-year-old substitute teacher going in, I hated, hoping for the best. I hated that she cried, which apparently wasn't staged. In the facts, it said that it came naturally. First take, one take, one and done. Which makes it worse that you hated it. I know. <laughs> But it's so cringy to me. I'm like, come on. I love you hated it. My because l- usually that's me. <laughs> so my last cringe. Do you remember whenever the backup dancer or the backup singers were dancing to Cruel to Be Kind and they do like the hand on the head, hand on the hip and like kind of gyrate motion or whatever. Ugh, it, it gets me every single time and every I single I love t- that. No, you don't. I do because to me it's like a gender reversal. Usually it's backup dancers or singers as women doing these stupid little coordinated dances and these are three guys who really don't have a role right now. So they're being the backup singer slash dancers. And I like it for that reason. I guess. But I hate that dance move. It's so dumb. I would have hated it if it was women. Mm-hmm. What are you eating? Burden and I split the last marshmallow. <laughs> 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 I like it when you, I like that you did it when your daughter was napping. That's sly. Oh, he got her up. She's just not ready to come down yet. I love that about her because whenever James wakes me up from my naps, I'm totally like, no, not ready. I just have, I've just sat here for 20 minutes before I'm ready to face the world. Yep. That's why I have a snooze button every morning. I have an alarm and then I have a, my real alarm, which is 20 to 30 minutes later. Oh, 20 to 30. Mm-hmm. I need time. I've been making it my goal to get up around 630 in the morning so I can get schoolwork done before she like classwork. Whenever you came over this weekend, it was a record that I was up at like nine. I was real impressed. I'm not going to lie. I I expected when I called, I was expecting you to be like, hello, but you were real chipper. Uh, Yeah, I was up. Um, But I'll tell you what, during the weekdays when I set my first alarm, I normally set my second alarm so far ahead because the animals get real snuggled in after my first alarm goes off. And then it's harder for you to get up. And yeah. Yeah. So Millie's always like snuggled to begin with, but like the cat's always there, like getting more snuggled in and purring. And like, she like Mm kind of settles in on my face a little bit and it's real cute. Okay. So She's loving the warm weather. Oh, I can't wait to get outside. Yeah. Cat is obsessed with birds right now. All right. Final thoughts. Oh, final thoughts. Actually, this is really different. Um, it was a completely new experience watching this movie on a good TV. Like I saw patterns that I've never seen before on clothing. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> that's hilarious like cat's pa- pants that she wore like originally i thought they were snakeskin but they were actually like flowers 
And then Patrick's like he wore like a gray shirt that I think actually had like see-through like plaid lines. Yeah. And I've never seen that before. I watched it on our good TV because we got a new TV we put in our basement and then we moved like our previous good TV upstairs to our bedroom, which is the excuse that I have for never, ever leaving my bedroom. So I don't know how good our TV is downstairs (laughs) in the basement because why ever leave my bedroom? Absolutely. So that was very interesting just to see like everybody's real clothes. Um, I'm glad you brought up the clothes because Heath Ledger's outfits were real strange sometimes. Those leather pants. The leather pants. He was wearing some kind of black button-down shirt when he was waiting by Kat's car. And when he walks away with his arms out, I had, like, visions of Val Kilmer playing Jim Morrison. I was like, what? No. I love that so much. Did you see the BuzzFeed article that he needed, like, therapy after he played that role? Who? Val Kilmer? Yeah. No, I didn't. Like, apparently after he played Jim Morrison, he had trouble, like, coming out of playing Jim Morrison. Eek. Yeah. I'll have to look that up. I uh, got so into that that my camera just did I know. <laughs> um, I love the doors and was obsessed with Jim Morrison for a bit. I drew a portrait of Jim Morrison as, like, 17-year-old. Oh, I never saw that. I can show you later. Actually, oh, you still have it. Mm-hmm. I didn't throw anything away. I wanted to remember in case I lost my talent for drawing, which I have. Same. Yeah. Sometimes I pick up a paintbrush and I try something. I'm like, I was good at this. Right? Yeah. I know. And I'm like, how? How did I do this? Oh, I remember. I was like, oh, I just put headphones on and would paint for three hours a day every day. Did you really do that? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. In college and until I got my, went back to school for my second job. I, well, after I graduated school, it would be a couple days a week, but I would paint for three to four hours a day in college. In your new house, if you don't hang up any of your nudes, can I hang one up in my house? <laughs> I'm serious. Your nudes are really good. Not your nude. To clarify for listeners, they're not nudes of Marie. <laughs> they're nudes of models. Yes. Yeah. I'll have to pull some out and see what's happening with them. You had yeah. a bunch in the basement before. And yeah. They're so good. Thanks. I'd, I, I mean, like, and this isn't a diss but I would love to hang them in my bathroom especially now like finishing it is in the realm of possibilities yeah plus I have like a butt and a person flashing in my bathroom so it would just go along with like the thing it would fit in yeah Yeah. so I don't know I love them thank you you did really good nudes I'm very proud of my nudes our brother will never listen to this, so I can say, like, your nudes are better than his nudes. Thank you. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, he had still lifes down. I don't know if I ever saw any of your still lifes. I I didn't do a ton of still lifes. I did more people than anything. Okay. Yeah. So um, I don't really have any more final thoughts than 
that. Oh. I thought that it was the first kind of normal teen rooms that we had. Thank you. I just saw my note on that and I wanted to talk about it. Yeah. Both of them. Yeah, I agree. <gasps> Hi. How are you doing? Oh, you can't hear me. Here. Hi. How are you doing? Can you hear me? You can hear me now. Oh, guess. Do you see who else is here? Is Uncle Chooch here? Oh, you can put it up. I don't care. Can you hear Millie? How was your nap? It was good. You slept a lot. Yeah. Have you been a good girl today? Ask that again. Have you been a good girl today? Oh, I've heard differently. I'm not going to lie. I've heard that you've been a little bit mean today. Millie agrees. She's heard the same thing. Yeah, you can hear her. I think I can hear her walking. Yeah, you can hear her walking and she's howling. And she's a little bit worried about. She's a little bit worried about what? Oh. Okay, <laughs> Do you feel ready to tackle the world now that you're more rested? That's what that's what you hear her out of. Do you feel ready to tackle the world now that you're more well, well rested? Are you going to be nicer? You're going to be nicer to your mommy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any final thoughts? Um, this Lily. Lily the doggy. We saw Lily the doggy walking earlier. Great final thought. Love it. <laughs> she has some dots on her. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uncle Chooch is behind me. All right, can I have that so I can finish up here, kid? Well, I have it. <laughs> Do you have any more final thoughts, Marie? Um, I don't think I do. I I did saw that the one thing I thought about was that sculpture place where Bianca and Cameron were talking about is an actual place. I want to go so bad. Yeah, I thought that was awesome. Yeah, Oh, yeah, she said that it's her top rom-com of all time. Yeah. I kind of like it. 
Yeah. I'm yeah. not lying. Chooch loves it too. And then she said Chooch likes or James likes it too. And then um I really like your daughter's final thoughts. Yes, she's talking. I think she's talking about Baymax, but I'm not sure. Oh, I see. he's over there. And then it is that gay Gabrielle Union. Um, <laughs> I love that you had trouble trouble with it. I can never get it right. Um, was in Deliver Us from Eva as Eva and another as another character from this movie. I think I have two more final thoughts pretty quick. I can talk to you. I I can hear you and I can talk to you. Okay. Well, my my first final thought is I love at the end there's some great female empowerment with Bianca Mm-hmm. Um, kind of beating the poop out of Joey. Yes. I did like that as well, that she's the one who ended up standing up for herself and everyone else. Yeah, and she took down the villain. Mm-hmm. Girls get it done. That's the most involved she's ever been in this. Yeah, she's typically scared of the microphone. <laughs> yeah, she is. yeah so i loved that i love that she was a badass yeah it really redeemed her character because she is very i would call her vapid in the beginning Ooh, great yeah i was going for like a selfish brat but i like vapid better thank you like the whole i like my sketchers but i love my prada backpack oh that's because you don't have a prada backpack I know you can be overwhelmed and you can be underwhelmed, but can you ever just be whelmed? I think you can in Europe. Yeah. Yeah. Dumb. I have one more final thought. Oh, what do you think about the whole black panties thing? I completely agree with it. Really? Because to me, I just find like beige underwear like white underwear beige underwear like just dumb wait I thought we were talking about the black panties means you want someone to see them yeah but like I agree with Cameron like what if you just like the color black Uh, yeah but like I don't I don't know I don't know so I think there's more layers to it if you're a girl I think that also when you're a girl, you have to think about staining. Oh, yeah. Good call. So I think for me, I always chose darker colors. So, you know, just like residual period blood or like discharge. (laughs) I mean, I, I, I wore a panty liner every single day until I was like 16. So that's just me. Yeah, I th- I think it's just, you know, I found darker colors easier to wash and I was more comfortable. Dudes, periods suck. Yeah. And what was that? Um, which one was the one with Jenny Slate where she talks about underwear? Oh, um, oh, fuck. 
something child, obvious child. Obvious child, yeah. Yep, she tackles that subject nicely, if anyone's interested. I mean, yeah, that movie, it just wasn't, it was more of a drama to me. Yeah, I agree, good movie. I'd watch it again, but just Mm -hmm. drama. Not as a rom-com. Yeah, Um, we don't know what we're going to do next. Mm -hmm. I actually have... I found, okay, so you remember Roxanne? Mm-hmm. I found a teenage version of that, um, but it is a little bit different because it is female-to-female romance. Mm, okay. Um, it's called The Half of It. It's on Netflix. Ellie Chu makes money by writing essays for her classmates. One day she's approached by Paul Munsky, a sweet but inarticulate football player who wants Ellie to help him write a love letter to his crush, Aster Flores. The only problem, Ellie's secretly in love with Aster. The queer retelling of Cyrano de Bourjac is thoughtful, tender, and genuinely hilarious. Huh. I've never heard of that. I'm interested in that. All right. Let's do it. All right. Cool. The half of it. The half of it. Yeah. Okay. I'll send you my screenshot. Um, Martini glasses. Five out of five, baby. Five out of five. Love this movie. So good. I will watch it anytime it's on TV. It's on Disney Plus if you haven't seen it in a while, which is fucking weird. Yeah. Um, Very dirty, but love it. Like, great movie. Heath Ledger. Amazing. And I think, I think, despite his playing Joey whatever his name is, is really a nice and, person. Andrew Keegan. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. I have to pee so bad. That's why I'm rocking Me too. back and forth. <laughs> okay. Well, until next time, listeners, watch up. Drink up and rate, review, subscribe. Click those stars at Toasty Romcoms Instagram. A Toast to Romcoms Twitter. Toast to Romcoms.com. Or is it a toast romcoms? It's toast to romcoms. Okay. Good to know. I need to put it in our Instagram bio. Toast to romcoms.com is our website. Go to it. Marie spent like literal hours of labor on it. So everything we do is a labor of love, guys, because we don't get paid. That's right. We pay for you. <laughs> All right. Um, the half of it for next time. Deuces. Cheers. Cheers. Goodbye. Bye-bye.